It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Right, Avalanche fans, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever and wherever you may be listening, and thank you for joining the Locked On Avalanche Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli, with another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche, and man, this one hurts. What a game from beginning to end. We're going to go over uh, a lot of different aspects of the Avalanche Lightning game, Avalanche gain a point, but that's the type of game you just, it would make you feel so much better if you win that game and get the extra point. Uh, Avs fought hard, they fought back, Uh, you know, you got those two games previously that, you know, the, the outdoor game, which we've talked about over and over again. Uh, then the game before that against the Capitals, and you're wanting a, a good victory, um, and you can, I guess, can't really take moral victories or anything like that in this league, but what a comeback, what a game, just classic, more old school type of fighting, <laughs> you had some, and these are two teams that don't, you know, they don't have a history, but uh, some stuff went on in the game where uh, gloves were dropped, and Cooler heads did not prevail, which it was great to see. Uh, so we'll get into all that. But the Avs on the losing end of this one, 4-3 to three in overtime. And a lot of other things to get to within this game as well. Maybe another huge injury, which we might have to suffer through. So we will see. But first things first. Follow the show on social media on Twitter, LOPN underscore Avalanche. On Instagram, search for Lockdown Avalanche. And send those questions, comments, concerns, opinions, and whatever is on your mind to LockedOnAvalanche at gmail.com. Um, or just get a hold of me through social media. Have a, I'm talking with a lot of people through social media, which is great. So that's the easier way to do it. Do it that way. Um, yeah, so where do we start with this thing? I, I guess just the, the overall... The overall take on this game was, all right, you, you, you are playing Tampa Bay, who is a hot team, probably the hottest team in the league. And they're coming in. The last time you played them, you looked good. But same thing like you, you when, when you played Washington. Early in the season, Tampa Bay struggled mightily for a good portion of the beginning of the year. And clearly they have turned this around. So you're coming in. You're getting their A game right now. And the Avs have been struggling the past couple games, like I said, with the Capitals game and the Stadium Series game against the Kings, which was just a disaster from top to bottom. And now you got the Kings coming in, or excuse me, the, the Lightning coming in. And you score the first goal, which was great. Um, I'm trying to remember who got it. i got to bring up my, my stat card here. Perkowski on the power play. And right off the bat, you know, abs are, are on the board first, which was, you know, that's what you wanted to see. You you didn't want to see them playing from behind 
the entirety of this game while they did have to play from behind. But they got out front first. And it was these two teams are very evenly matched when you look at the statistics. And to get that power play goal and to be up one nothing after the first was where you wanted to be. And then in the second, Tampa Bay, two goals within 16 or 17 seconds of each other, gain the lead back, and you're you're like, okay, where is this going from here? But Nathan McKinnon with a really nice, really pretty goal with minute and a half left, minute 20 seconds left in the second, pull them within one, and now you're like, all right, now we're back in the game. And then in the third, initially thought it went to Kale McCarr, but when you, when you look at the the replay, it clearly went off of Nachuskin. He almost got blocked into deflecting that puck, if you look at it. Kale McCarr, uh, with a saved, great backhand save from going out of the zone, brought it over to his strong side, ripped the wrister, and Nachuskin, like I said, it was just the timing and he got blocked from the back, which benefited him because it kind of blocked him into deflecting the puck. And what a moment to tie that game up. And, you know, things started to get interesting. Prior to that Nuchuskin goal, things started to get interesting. Comfer was coming up the left-hand side and was trying to make a power move as much as a power move as he can make. And... I believe it was Sergeyev who blocked him. I mean, he pushed him. Not, not it wasn't a shove, but it was enough to make and Comfer's momentum because he is he's making a power move towards the goal and the angle he took. He was coming at an angle that was going to he he was going to come close to knocking into the Tampa Bay goalie close. But it was it was Sergeyev who who. He pushed him. He pushed him enough where he caused the collision, and of course, you know that you take out their goalie. There's going to be a scrum, and what I didn't get was Sergeyev is dragging JT Comfer down the ice, and there's a the ref on top of Comfer, and I don't. There's behind all that, you know, everybody else is kind of like mixing it up. There's a yard sale going on. Gloves are everywhere, but. And I, and, and I get it. You know what I mean? Sergeyev's not going to apologize for that. And he's not. He, he's going to protect his goalie even though he's the one that caused that collision. But for him to be pulling Comfer out like that was just kind of ridiculous. Because, like I said, you're the one that caused it. But uh, multiple penalties on both sides. Nothing really happened with that. And then the Nachuskin goal. And then you get another fight which I didn't get at all because Nathan McKinnon had the puck in the neutral zone. He passes it off. Just, I can't, I don't even think he passed it to anybody. He might've just thrown it into the zone. doesn't really matter. He was passing it to into the, into the avalanche zone. And just as he passed it, he turns and I don't remember who it was is coming up and lining a hit on him. And he lays a reverse hit on the guy, lays him out. And Tampa Bay takes issue with that. Again, I get it, but it's just, and, and, McKinnon has got his hands in the air like, what What are you mad at me for? He's coming at me. I just, number one, protected myself, and he's not strong enough to take me down, and I laid him out. So then another fight ensues, and, and Tampa Bay actually got a penalty for that, and that's when the Pepsi Center was rocking. And if, if uh, 
Colorado Avalanche could have gotten a goal on that power play to take the lead and possibly win the game. Man, that 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 game was playoff atmosphere. Uh, I said on Twitter, I will gladly take six more games of this later on in the year. Gladly. But game went into overtime, and once again, Avalanche, <laughs> the, the overtime ills continue. Had some opportunities, especially Sam Girard. Sam Girard had some really good opportunities twice in a matter of like 10 seconds. And just could not get it. Could, could not get it past goalie. And uh, McKinnon kind of like fumbled the puck, which gave Kucherov a, a kind of a breakaway. And he went five hole on Francois, and, and that was it. So tough, tough game to lose. Like I said, just because you want the, you want to win this type of game. You you came back. You tied it up on home ice. Crowd's going crazy. Yeah, you get the point. Take some solace in that, but winning this game would have just uh, put put a lot of questions and and, and, pe- and comments to rest because you beat a team that's the hottest team in the league right now. So a lot more we got to get to on this game, including the big injury, which did not look good. My name is Paul Stewart, a third-generation Irishman from Dorchester, Mass., I made it to the NHL as both a player and a referee. I was even elected to the U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame. When I was skating, I had my share of lumps and bumps. I gave a few back, too. As a stand-up old-school guy, I've always been hesitant to try fads, but recently I became a big fan of a company called Easy Feeling Wellness. A hockey buddy sent me 1,000 milligrams of intensive relief rub. Easy Feeling markets a line of natural plant-based hemp extract products including gummies, soft gels with melatonin, and tinctures. Their motto is to enjoy every day, which all of us banged-up baby boomers and old skaters can relate to. Easy-feeling products are non-addictive. They don't get you high, and they're perfectly legal. Give Easy-feeling a try by going to easyfeelingwellness.com. They will even give you 20% off your first order by using my special code, PS20. Easy-feeling wellness. Enjoy every day. Don't Luca now. But the Los Angeles Clippers might be in trouble. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. Dallas Mavericks forward Luka Doncic dropped a triple-double and an overtime buzzer-beating three-pointer to tie their series with the Los Angeles Clippers. You have to listen to Locked On Mavericks today for a very hype Nick Angstadt. To the NFL, where 77 positive COVID tests from 11 teams were re-examined by a New Jersey lab. All of those tests have now come back negative. For the latest on the NFL's quest to return, subscribe to Locked On NFL and the new Peacock and Williamson NFL show. And finally, sources tell ESPN's Adam Schefter that Baltimore Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson missed two training camp practices due to a groin injury. Listen to Locked On Ravens for the latest on the reigning MVP and why the team released Earl Thomas. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so he's been out for a handful of games before, and it's looking like Miko Rantanen might be out for another handful of games. That did not look good, the hit he took against the boards. Coming, going on a, a two-on-one break, he had the puck. Defender on Tampa Bay 
obviously kind of, you know, trying to jar the, the puck loose from him. It's a w- weird play. He kind of drops his stick and kind of picks it up, and McKinnon, or excuse me, uh, Miko Rantanen is, he's coming in hot. You know, he, he's, he's skating pretty quick, and the stick kind of takes him out really late. Uh, he didn't have enough time. Almost, he's almost on the side of the net when this stick kind of takes him out. So his momentum, and there's not a lot of room to react. That was the big thing. He he went down almost right at that red line, and he just didn't have time to react. And he crashed into the board behind the net, right into his shoulder. Instantly got up, doubled over. Instantly went to the bench right down the hallway into the locker room and you didn't see him the rest of the game so we will get an update on him i'm sure we'll get some minor update tomorrow let's see the avs have or today you know let's see the 18th they're off uh they have one day off and then they're playing the islanders so wow it didn't it didn't look good so because they just have one day off which is Today, the 18th, we'll probably get an update on that, I would say, at some point, probably in the morning. So if you're listening to this, you know, late afternoon, I would hope we have some sort of info on what's going on with Miko Rantanen. But I think we need to prepare for yet another injury. We are going down like flies again. This happened early in the season. Grubauer is doesn't sound good for him. Kadri doesn't sound good for him, and now Matt Calvert, it doesn't sound as bad as those guys, but it still sounds bad. He might be out at least a week, and then maybe reevaluated and go from there. So now, the big question is what it's always been. There's only a few days left, less than a week now, uh, until the, the NHL trade deadline. And I know people are kind of, you talk to, to an Avalanche fan and some say, make a deal. And some say, don't make a deal. People that say, and if you listen to the the NHL, Locked On NHL program, on Monday's show, we did all of the Western Conference teams and trades that they might need, trades that they might do, who they would give up. We did every single Western Conference team. If you're listening to this on Tuesday, all the Eastern Conference teams are out. And I said in in that show that I could see it going either way. And I and I see the argument for both. I see the argument for play with house money for this year and develop those young guys. And regardless of what you do this year, you're set up for the future. And I can see the other side of it and say the future is not guaranteed. You play to win right now. Make a deal, even if it's for a rental, because if in the end it results in a cup, isn't that what you want? I lean towards that. I I, I get both sides. I would be fine with whatever the Avalanche do. But I lean towards you play to win now. And And I've thought that throughout the entire year. And now with these injuries, with these specific injuries... I think you have to make some sort of deal. I that's if you're still in, if you're still all in to to want to win this thing this year, then you, you absolutely make a deal. If you're saying, well, you know, this this is not going the way that we wanted it to go, 
We have injuries to some key players. Let's still see what we can do, and we'll use the rest of this year. Hey, let, let's let's put up the biggest fight we can and go as far as we can go. You're still in a really good spot for a playoff spot, and let's do two things at once. Let's let's try to, to, to hey, if we win a cup, anything is possible, but let's try to do two things at once. Let's see as far as we can go and give some of these young guys experience at the same time. Difficult to do. Very difficult to do to bring up guys and say, hey, here, go be on one of the best teams in the league. And, oh, by the way, don't screw it up because we're still expected to produce in the playoffs. That's not an easy thing to do. That's why I say go out, get some. And and, and now you see these other teams. Moves are happening now. It took a little while. Wasn't really a lot going on a couple weeks ago, even a week ago. And now as we're getting closer, those teams are not waiting till deadline day. Moves are being made now, and moves are being made in the Western Conference. Really both conferences, but the big one was was uh, Toffoli going. Really wish that move could have been made before the Stadium Series game, which maybe would have helped, but what are you going to do? Um, so I think I think the Avs need to make a move, and with, with you know Calvert going down, with Kadri going down, with Rantanen going down. That's a lot of offense. So do you now go out, and the name that's always been thrown around is Chris Kreider. Do you do you go get him? Because he can bring some offense to this team. And they need it. And, and well, I shouldn't say they need it like, you know, it's a must, like they're struggling. But you have to replace what you you've lost right now. So... It's tough. It, it's it's a tough position that they're in. Uh, they're, you know, I just you you just know that you know St. Louis is going to make some move, and Dallas is going to make some move. You might even see Nashville make a move, and if you stay stagnant, there's going to be some fans that are like good, but I think if if all the teams around you are making moves, I think you're going to have an angry fan base. And should you make moves based on the fan base? I'm not saying you should, but you know that it it's got to get at least taken into account, somewhat. Maybe you know a low percentage, but you do want to keep the fans happy. And if you don't make any move and you start sliding in the standings, that's their argument. Why didn't you do anything? Why didn't you make a move? Bring in somebody. We lost all these players and to injury, and yeah, they might be back for the playoffs. But why? Why didn't we bring in somebody to 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 help this out in the meantime? Is Crowder that guy? I think he is. He he seems to still be the big fish in this this trade pool. But it's all about what you give up. So we will see what the Avalanche do. But the days are ticking down. Something's got to happen, and maybe this weekend. Who knows? All right, so to kind of put a bow on this episode and the game against Tampa Bay, I also want to take a quick look at the schedule, the remaining schedules just for the rest of the month between Dallas, St. Louis, and we'll take a look at Colorado too. Dallas and St. Louis play each other twice before the end of the month, and then that's it for them for the rest of the season. 
So there, and that, and that's what I said with with Chicago, um, Colorado's schedule is they do not have a lot of games against division opponents. So they can't get too far behind because they're not going to be playing these teams to close that gap if they get behind. Uh, right now, let me get to the <coughs> excuse me updated standings. I mean, it's going to be a dogfight. St. Louis and uh, Dallas are both tied with 74 points. Colorado with 73. I'm pretty sure that is most updated. Um, Nashville with 65. So, so they they have a, a comfortable lead, but Nashville is playing a lot better. St. Louis, I don't know what's going on. Well, I shouldn't say that. I, I they're not they're struggling right now. Uh, how how much does it have to do? With Jay Bomeister, probably a lot. I mean that that's that's a lot. That's tough to overcome. Uh, so they're struggling right now. I'll get back to these schedules in a second. I just got a notification on my phone. Very short paragraph, but the headline says Rantanen out weeks with upper body injury. Colorado star forward Miko Rantanen will be out of the lineup for weeks. With an upper body injury, suffered and lost in Tampa Bay, confirmed by the Avalanche on the post game. So there you go. Uh, we didn't even need to wait until I, I, I'm recording this right after the game. Uh, we didn't even have to wait till the next day. They came right out and said it. So because he went off the ice right away, they probably evaluated him. And all right, so that's what we got. So like I said in the first or the second segment, do do what does that do? That changes. That has to change your mentality on going after somebody. And knowing that he's right now, knowing he's out for weeks, I don't think. Let's see if there's another update here. Nope, that's it. Um, I don't think you wait around. I I, th- I think you got to make you have to make a deal by the end of this week and bring somebody in now, knowing that he's out weeks. You can't. Don't don't make a knee jerk reaction, but yeah, so something needs to happen. You you got to make a deal. We'll see what happens. Uh, so getting back to these schedules, like I said, St. Louis and Dallas play each other twice before the end, before this month is over. They play. Let's let's go with Dallas. Dallas also plays Chicago. They play Arizona, and then they play. Well, then we're getting into March. We're not going to go into March. So they only play Carolina and Boston out-of-conference teams. As far as St. Louis, and St. Louis is is struggling mightily right now. They play, they're up against New Jersey tonight. They play Arizona, Dallas, Minnesota, Chicago, the New York Islanders, and then Dallas again. That Again, that is a run of all mostly Western Conference teams. The Avalanche, Islanders, Ducks, Kings again, Buffalo, Carolina, Nashville. So they're back and forth. They they have one, two, three games against the East, one, two, three games against the West. So this is this is the schedule. Like the Avalanche did statistically have one of the easier schedules remaining, but look at the matchups. The matchups are are, are what are important and they're not playing teams in their division and they're not playing a lot of it's equal 
It's equal. They're playing east-west in their own division. They're not playing a lot of teams in their division. They they just they they just have to go out and win games. They can't have you know overtime losses. They have to win regulation games. This is a three-headed monster right now in a division. And and Dallas is hot. St. Louis is struggling. Do we think St. Louis is going to struggle for the rest of the season? Probably not. We, the the Colorado Avalanche went through the same thing, and they came out of it. But Avalanche are very streaky. The the Blues are not streaky like the Avalanche are. Something's going on with the Blues. Probably the Jay Bomeister stuff, uh, which is completely understandable. You have to imagine that. But they but they were struggling before that happened. So. This this is what makes up a hockey season, ups and downs. It's the roller coaster season. All you can worry about is is what's in front of you, and what is in front of you. Next game is the the New York Islanders, who shut you out last time you played them, and you can almost guarantee Varlamov is going to be in house in Colorado, and they're going to want to get revenge on him. So that's what you need to worry about. Doesn't matter that's an Eastern team. And you're not playing a division rival, and you can and create some distance between you and them. Doesn't matter. You just have to play what's in front of you. Let the other teams dogfight it out, and let the chips fall where they may. So we'll we'll see what happens. I getting this getting this news on Rantanen. Number one is not good. Uh, I thought T.J. Tynan played actually pretty well. Talking about, you know, are we bringing players up? I thought he played pretty well. I thought he played pretty hard. He's just so little. He's so... And, and Gerard is little too, but Gerard is on the defensive end. He's not going to take as many hits, you know, on the offensive side as Tynan is. Tynan got stood up a couple times, but he's a scrappy player. I like him. I'm um, kind of going over the statistics for this game. McKinnon with a goal and an assist. Burkowski with the goal. Nachuskin with the goal. Landeskog, two assists. Really good to see that. Makar with the assist. Ranton an assist. Eric Johnson with an assist. Nice to see him get on the board. Tyson Jost, nothing, but I loved the way he played today or yesterday. I thought he played a really rock-solid game, and for some reason he likes playing Tampa Bay. That's where he got the hat trick. Almost had. He stopped a, a puck that was being fired out of the zone. He stopped it dead on the blue line. They only showed the replay once, and it did look like it come, came out of the zone ever so slightly. And if he was able to stop that, he had nothing but the goalie in front of him. Who knows what would happen, but I really liked the way Tyson Jost played. From top to bottom, it was a really well-played game. There was a little bit of a funk when they gave up those two goals in 16 seconds, and, you know, the crowd wasn't into it. But third period came along, and, man, getting that goal, all you know, the fights are what they are. They get the crowd into it. But they fought back. We're always the team that's giving up the third period lead. And now we've come back against Columbus, came back, and against Tampa Bay came back but you, you want to get that extra point this is now we're getting to the nitty-gritty we're, we're halfway through february and now it's all about points so i say bring in a player what say you let me know i think most people are thinking that a, a deal should be made and I, you know there are I think the, the 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 minority would say don't make a move, sit still, stay pat. I think the majority says 
and and that could have changed. The, the mindset could have changed. The people who are saying stay pat, they could have been saying that three weeks ago. And now after everything that's happened, I think a lot of people are changing face and saying like, yeah, we've we've lost too much talent and too much offense that something needs we, we need to bring in something. We shall see. The days are ticking down. So let me know what you think. Do they make a move? Do they not make a move? If they do make a move, who do you want them to get? And who would you want them to give up? Who would you be who would you be okay with them giving up? I'll say that way. Not that you want to give up any player, but Alright guys. Tough loss, but gained a point, tough win. Day off, back at it against the Islanders, which we will preview uh, in tomorrow's show. Go from there. It's all you can do, right? So, all right, guys. Have a good night. Here's Jovi. Go, Abs, go.